Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and thanks for returning and listening if you're a meatball. And if it's your first time listening, thanks for checking out the pod. Uh, I have a great episode here for you, especially if you're an aspiring comedian or actor or you just want to move out of your hometown and try something else that everyone always told you you were good at, but, you know, we're a little scared to pursue. This is this is a good episode for you. There's also lots of laughter. And if you are a fan of the rapper, the mogul, the man, Jay-Z, I definitely recommend it because my guest is a huge Jay-Z fan, and so am I, and I don't... I don't really talk about Jay-Z that much on the pod, uh, so it was really, really fun to just go back and forth and, you know, relive our favorite Jay-Z memories and songs and all that. Uh, But before we get to my amazing guest, I just want to say thank you to our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by FabFitFun. Guys, the winter box is here. It's a thing. I'm obsessed with it, and I've been using everything in it. I know... Sometimes, like, you'll get a subscription box and you're like, ah, maybe this or that, but you don't use the whole thing. This box is freaking amazing. Um, I'll talk more about it later on in the episode. But my code is WYJ for those of you meatballs listening who want to, you know, give someone a winter Fat Fit Fun box, or not even the winter box, just a Fat Fit Fun box for the holidays. There's lots of holidays happening. Happy Hanukkah. For those of you that are celebrating that, we got Christmas coming up. We got Kwanzaa. We got everything. Tis the season for gift giving. So I definitely recommend that. And on that note, I actually received a really, really thoughtful, sweet gift in the mail, which I'm not shocked by because my guest two weeks ago, Brian Pataka, is one of the most thoughtful people, is an accountability coach. And this totally is on brand with him. Um, I came home earlier this week and there was a book at my front door um that he had sent just thanking me for being on the podcast and also if you haven't listened to his episode yet I definitely recommend it because he talks so many things that you know we don't always talk about like financial struggles and how to you know get your shit right and um believing in yourself and just all the things so go and listen to the Brian Pataka podcast after you listen to this one um But he sent me this book, and I just want to tell you guys about it. It's called Hallelujah Anyway, Rediscovering Mercy, and it's by Anne Lamott. And um, it's funny. A lot of people say Anne Lamott is my Oprah. Like, she's she's pretty epic. Um, She's a New York Times bestseller. And it's weird because I didn't even talk to Brian about going through some, like, struggles with forgiveness and friendship endings and beginnings and all that. We didn't even talk about it, but I think sometimes people can just read it all over you. I don't know. Um, But something, the whole book, basically the description, I'm not going to read the whole book for you guys, but um, it says, mercy is radical kindness. And um, it's the permission you give others and yourself to forgive a debt, to absolve the unabsolvable, that's a tough word, to let go of the judgment and the pain that makes life so difficult. Um, Basically, she explores the meaning of life, and she suggests by 
facing a great big mess, especially the great big mess of ourselves, it's up to each of us to recognize the presence and importance of mercy everywhere, within us and outside us and all around us. Um, Because there's, you know, there's a lot going on, especially this time of year. Man, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but like feelings of just reflection of everything that's happened over the past year, a lot of that's been coming up for me and I want to, you know, tie up any loose ends and just kind of forgive and just feel good about stuff heading into 2019. And if you don't feel this way, I'm so happy for you. And congrats on just being really happy and having awesome stuff going on. That's awesome. But if you're feeling kind of the same stuff and you can relate and this resonates with you, I just started reading it, but uh, it's helped a lot. So hallelujah anyway. Rediscovering Mercy by Anne Lamott. Um, and I'll put it in the uh, show notes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian Pataka. You're so sweet. You're amazing. Uh, and with that, I have a I have a bunch of shows coming up, but I will post them on my social media, which is at Jacqueline Marfuji. And um, yeah, I love hearing from you. And I'll write you back. I always do. Uh, so yeah, send me an email at What's Your Jersey Podcast at gmail.com or you can dm me or whatever and let me know what you want to hear for our season two it's starting in january very excited about it um and just again thank you for the support and my favorite way to find out about podcasts is through sharing with friends and getting recommendations from friends so recommend it to your friends uh also we're going to be doing a live podcast pop-up in new york city i don't know if you'll be there um the week after Christmas in between Christmas and New Year's but it's very exciting and I will be posting and talking about details next week so with that my amazing guest he's a comedian he's awesome and you're about to hear all the reasons why he's so awesome um thank you for listening and enjoy the amazing rail battle in the BZ oh my god yeah um meatballs I'm telling you right now if you're having a shit day my guest is going to turn that frown upside fucking down. <laughs> he he literally walked in the room and I was just like trying to memorize shit and just going over stuff and super in my head and all of a sudden I'm just happy. Mm. And this is I think you're you're in the right career because you make a lot of people really really happy. Um, I'm about to pump you up, guys. My guest, I've known him. I feel like I've known you for at least 8 years, mm-hmm. at least. Um, he's hilarious. He's a comedian, he's a writer, he's a producer. He created an executive produced roast battle on Comedy Central. He was just on The Good Doctor on ABC and just got back from filming more more things. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like this is not a one-shot deal. Um, he was a series regular in CBS's Superior Donuts. His jersey is the Washington Redskins. And I just love him. He's such an amazing human being. So I know you guys are going to love him, too. Real battle. Lower your expectations. <laughs> you set me up so good. <laughs> what up, Jacqueline? Thank you for having me. I know. We've been trying to do this for a while. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been horrible. I'm sorry. I know. I it's you're not horrible. This yeah. is well. I really just like officially asked you. So yeah, that's true. It's not all your fault. Okay, I'll take that. And I just got in. I made sure I got here. So I know you were in Vancouver filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did so, that go? It was great. We had a good time. Uh, good Doctor's a great show. It's awesome. It's different from anything I've ever done. So 
I'm enjoying myself. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Thank you. You know what's funny? The so. first question I was going to ask you is, did your character survive the quarantined episode? You know what's funny? <laughs> I can't tell you what happens. Okay. Well, no. So, it, like, is <laughs> no, it we can talk about the show. Well, no, it's fine. We'll talk about the show. I can't tell you what happens to me, though. Okay. But I can tell you about all about the role and everything, whatever you want. Because I'm terrible. I didn't see your episode yet. No. I saw pictures I of I, it. I haven't watched it either. Oh, you haven't? No, no. I don't Did really, it air I don't, yet? It aired last night. I don't it aired really, last night. I don't okay. really watch stuff I do, so... Really? Nah, I'm one of those people I can't watch this. Like, do you listen back to your, like, open mic sets when you were starting I listen out? to that open mic and comedy I can watch all day, but I can't watch, like, when I'm working on other stuff, because then I was like, oh, you should have did this. Nah, that's not real. And you're not authentic. Who's this? The character. Why are you smiling so much? Just typical. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll break it down. I eat myself apart, so I can't watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so funny to hear you say, because I feel like you're filled with confidence. Yeah. Stand-up. Stand-up is what I know. You know what I mean? The others, when you're in the room with... Uh, other like Emmy award winning actors you go alright that's this is I do, I'm do. i gonna do this I do this too but this is like a different breed that's a different muscle that I don't exercise every single day that's true you know you've I mean? worked with some heavyweights I work with some some top dogs man I've been I've been very very lucky yeah so. how do you keep your cool in the room I feel like a lot of people always wonder that like if you're mm-hmm. with Superior Donuts I mean you had done Adam Devine's house party you yeah, did some yeah. stuff with Jamie Foxx you're doing her research over here you ain't you googling me you googling me no I'm just like a stalker <laughs> <laughs> I'm like real real battle do you do you want to know he was one of Jamie Foxx's fresh faces I whatever only, I only have a Wikipedia page so I don't know how you got all that information <laughs> Well, I think you worked on Adam Devine's house party with the main squeeze who's been on the podcast before. He was one of the producers in New Orleans. Oh, oh. I know that. I know. I don't know your Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. We love New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. No, my, I'm going in February. One of my favorite Wait, cities. We're going in February. Where were you going? Where we go like for Valentine's Day slash okay. like anniversary. Kind of we last year we flew into Mardi Gras. Yeah. Where okay. our Uber driver would not drop us off at Why? the hotel because he couldn't get to much. it. So we had to walk through the parade. That's Just, dope. That's a well, that's a hell of an intro to the city. To oh come in. my god! You guys go that much? Well, I used to go for um, like Habitat for Humanity every okay, year yeah, 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 yeah. and rebuild and party, yeah, yeah. and I've talked about it before. But. I go I go for Habitat for Alcoholism. I'll go, go for reasons. No, I'm gonna I'm try to go back probably February. So, well, we'll so. hook up. We'll we'll do a whole thing. Maybe live yeah. podcast then. Yeah. But I sorry, I digress. How do you stay chill in the room with all these like awesome, awesome actors? Not that you're not an awesome actor, but you know what it is, man. It's like uh, I think comedy is the greatest thing in the world for anybody to do. I think everybody should try it at least because. Once you perform in front of every single crowd, you know, you're a comedian, mm-hmm. every single horrible situation, bad crowd, don't care, bar, not listening, great Bloods, crowds, crips. Bloods, <laughs> seriously, once you've done all that, I can't, it's hard for me to be intimidated as an actor. If I know if I prepared and, I, and I've done the work, I'll be okay. And also they hired you for whatever you do. So whatever you can, you did in the room to get hired, that's all you really have to do. So I don't go in like, oh, I got to outshine this person, but yeah. um, they hired me to deliver this like this and perform, and um, I just kind of do my job. Look at you. I stick to that. You know? I feel like you were hired on Superior Donuts to just do, was it a guest star? I got a guest star, and then um, luckily, I, like they, they score you when you shoot a pilot. They give you like a crowd, what do you call it? Um, the crowd kind of reviews you in a sense, the yeah. pilot crowd, and I scored pretty high. So CBS is like, we, we want to put him on the show as a regular. And so uh, they say, yo, would you want to be a main cast member on the show after the pilot? I was like, hell yeah. And then we shot, we reshot the pilot and then we got picked up and then we did two seasons. Yeah. 
It was dope. It's so crazy because that was kind of happening the same time as Roast Battle was like going on the air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roast Battle premiered January 2016, 17, Mm -hmm. and Donuts premiered the very next month. Could you imagine if you were like, actually, no. Um, I don't think I want to be a series regular yeah. if this other thing this other thing happening. Uh, no, so you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So no, I'm like, I'll be, give me all the checks. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I I think it's divine timing that I have you on the podcast today. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's Jay Z's birthday. Yo, you know what? <laughs> December fourth, young Sean Carter was born. That's right. Right. I, I am a human. You know, you know, I'm a big. You know, right? Well, you don't know that I'm a huge Jay Z fan. We've talked also, about this. We have. This is yeah, Jay Z's my. I've I've seen Jay fourteen times. In oh concert. shit! Oh, you've I'm seen him big, more than me. I'm a big Jay. Did you go to all the Watch the Throne shows when to, he was I here? Went to the, I went to one LA one. You went to one LA one. Yeah, I didn't go to all. I went to Staples Center. My ex got me tickets for that. Oh, that was a good look. That's for a good her. girlfriend. She's a good girlfriend. I like. Did she go with you? She went. Did she go with me? Yeah, she went with me. How many times did they play Nine. Empire? Nine. <laughs> I see. I went to the f- I went to the first two ones mm-hmm. here, but then I got to go when he was doing New Year's at Barclay Center with well, Coldplay. I was there. Wait, what? I was there. Two thousand twelve? No, thirteen. I think it was going into thirteen. It was Coldplay. Coldplay went first, and Jay Z went after the, the ball drop, and he messed up the count. They like yes. started the ball drop late. Yes, I was there. I was there with you. <gasps> yeah. With an X at the time. <laughs> yeah, I went to that. Coldplay and Jay-Z, yeah. yeah. Should we tell your future girlfriend what concert you want to go to? She's going to know. She's, She's going to know. know. She'll but know. It's, but it's Jay's birthday, man, so um, it's a good day for, for hip-hop. So normally we do just enough with Jacqueline. Uh-huh. We, we're going to talk some sports because your red skins shit all over the field last night. Um, <laughs> but before that, I figured we do a little Jay-Z birthday Oh round thing okay. um i want to know okay what do you think is one of jay-z's best albums you got jay-z fan best album yes. you have jay-z commercial best album all right i'll take that okay jay-z fan every every real jay-z fan is gonna say reasonable doubt every real jay-z fan okay commercially um i i think uh Hanag life or the newest one 444 really gave him different audiences so i think those were very big. those different. were big for his career yeah but as a fan i like my specific yeah you did know. you like 444 i did i thought it was I, I thought it was it was old man rap and it was like i don't i it's hard to really do that to rap such a young man sport hip-hop so yeah. for him to talk about fatherhood and therapy and mental issues like that's such a mature subject matter that rap would never really talk about. And he was able to do it and execute it well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever really seen that before. No. At that level. You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost uncool to be married and have kids. and whatever. <laughs> So he, he made it work. And uh, that's a testament to how great he is. Well, I think it's cool that he's he's evolving with his fans that exactly. started out with him. Yes. And very few. Think about it. Rap is he's 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 born in 69. So whatever that is. Uh, How old is he now? 69, whatever, 69, born 69. <laughs> We're not good at math. Regardless, <laughs> to be in his mid to late 40s and still pretty relevant, like, that's hard to do. Rap doesn't have those type of guys. Right? You know what I mean? Nobody's, no. nobody's going to the uh, Kumo D uh, tour <laughs> at, at Barclays. You know what I mean? So, Maybe we would. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, um, do you feel like, uh, see, some of these questions are written in from Meatballs and Griffin Moore. Shout out to Griffin Moore, Whiskey Lifestyle. Um, at this stage in his career, do you think he should put out more albums or should he kind of focus on producing and just 
growing his businesses. I, th- I think he should keep putting music out. Why not? Every other musical genre has veterans. Rolling Stones still putting out music. YouTube still putting out music. Yeah. Why can't hip hop have those veterans? If you still, if your, if your shit's still good. Yeah. Can I curse up here? Oh. I, yeah, I cursed it, when I was bringing you on. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, if the shit's still good, why not? I agree. Elton John kept putting out music. Prince kept putting out music. Why I would can- love to see him collab with like yeah. Elton John. Yeah, why should why should why should Jay, why should Jay stop? Um, my favorite, my first Jay Z album I ever had, and it I got it when I was learning how to drive. Uh-huh. It was Volume Three, Life and Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean S. Dot Carter should try. Yeah, that was a good record. Snoopy was Snoopy. my jam. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. So underrated. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Pippin was up there. Mm-hmm. So ghetto. It was a good. Yeah, it had some records. Yeah, record. yeah. very underrated. Yeah. Um, I want to know if you know the song that sampled on public service announcement. What song that actually <sighs> is? It was a seventies record from the seventies. Just Blaze sampled it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know what? I say this. It wasn't words. I remember it wasn't there was no words on it. It was just the, the sound or the yeah. horns. But I can't think of the seventies. I know it's from the seventies. Play it. It's Little Boy Blues. Seed but of Love. What year? Uh, Tell me I want to say it's 69, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to play it for us. Oh, well, no. Mm, That's going to take too long. Yeah. That's my favorite Jay-Z song, yeah, Public Service. It's a very hype pump-up record. That was the next quote. Look at you. Yeah. What's your, like, pump-up song? Does it have to be Jay-Z? Uh, well, no. It, yeah. It could be whatever. My pump-up song? Yeah. Um, my pump-up song right now? It's probably uh, a Kendrick record. Um, uh, we gonna be all right, right? We gonna oh. be. Uh, that's probably my pop up song right that's now. That's a good one. Before I go on stage or something. Do you listen to music like right before you go on? That was another question from people. How do you get in the zone? Yeah, I like to. I like to hear something crazy. I need. I need. Not not for regular shows. But I got like a bit like I'm doing like a small theater or I got like a big performance somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Something super hard. PSA is always in there. We're going to be all right. It's always in there. Um, it's always um, There's, a lot of Kanye is in there. He, I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Kanye yeah, yeah. music now. Yeah. But, there, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. He's There's a lot. He's a lot of energy pump-up records. You know, yes. a, lot of, a lot of Jeezy. Power. Ross, yeah. Power. power. <laughs> no one, that Power's a good record for that. New Slaves yeah. is good for, you know, so. Just getting I, it. I need that energy, yeah. I love the song Annie Up. Yeah. Yeah, that Busta Rhymes yes. verse. Busta Rhymes now. <laughs> MOP now. What you want now? <laughs> Nothing's better than I play that shit at church. When I go to church, I'm, this makes me so pocket. happy. No one ever talks rap with me on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to have you on for that alone. That's my joint. Yeah. Right? No. Don't you feel like. It's kind of funny because I feel like there's certain comedians that have like battles or like don't mm. get along. And I feel mm. like it's very similar to rap. And a lot of rap yeah. lyrics are like jokes yeah it's exactly like battle jokes like 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 drake and meek when he was like is that, is that a world tour or your girls tour you know what i mean that's mm. a that's a diss that's a roast right in a sense so people think comics don't have beefs. comics got beefs and we do the same thing so i feel like you could be like you could write for jay have I you ever shit. done that write for a rapper yeah i feel no. like you could no I what rap. do you know i don't rap you rap, never... is, rap is a different talent different skill i'm not in there no. I wish yeah not. That's every true. black dude has tried to rap at one point in their life. Have like, you we done all, rap Of course. Battles? We all had bars. Like, every dude, I put the fucking pistol in your mouth and then I throw it in your throat. Like, we all. Oh, yeah, you should like, be a school, rapper. middle school, Obama had bars <laughs> at one point. Really? Of course. Every black dude has tried to rap. That's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
It is what it is. I've tried. I did a rap did like really? improv battle. I won. You did. Did you I do did. something like that? Yeah. I've done that. I've done like rap parody videos. One. Yeah. I did like a weird rap battle about like Botox in your vagina. Like it was or, a weird. You know what? You had to rap what you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God, I need some right now. Whatever. I'll admit it. Maintenance is maintenance. I got you. I, ain't I don't give you. a fuck. I ain't um, <laughs> all right. All. Just enough sports. Yeah. Um, I want to know. What's going on with your Redskins? We uh, Redskins are the, are the I think we're the, we're, every year we're the most talented team in the league. I truly believe that we have more talent than everybody in the league, and we just can't put it to work. When we go from linemen to defense, defense, offensive play, we just have a super talented team. It's just I think we have the worst ownership in sports. No, yeah. Knicks had bad ownership. Dolan was pretty bad. I think we have the worst ownership in football. And uh, we have Dan Snyder, who's a very very rich guy who wants to control things as well. So I just don't think. Uh, nope, Cavs' owners worse. I would say Cavs' owners worse. <laughs> why is his? Why is there? Dan, why Dan. is that worse? Because you had LeBron James and he left you twice. <laughs> you have the greatest player in the world that leaves you twice. So you're not catering to him. Yeah. You have to cater to your star. You have to treat him like he's God. And I don't think they were doing that. Yeah. Um. So I think we have a pretty bad owner who who just tries to control things. We have an executive now mm. and. Uh, we just don't know how to get it together, man. But we we have highs and lows, so I don't, you know, I never know what's going to happen with us. Well, you guys have a rematch. You're playing the Eagles again. We are. Yeah. We 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 got beat last night, but uh, that was rough. How do you feel about Mark Sanchez? Uh man. I know a lot of the meatballs think he's cute. Oh, man, I don't care about that. <laughs> Can he play, ladies? <laughs> uh, we that quarterback's a tough position, man. Robert Griffin didn't do too well, and we uh, we gave away Cousins. Um, Alex Smith, who we were excited about. We had a great opening season. He left Arizona to come to us. He gets hurt. He's probably done. Yeah. So we just, we're not good in the quarterback position. I don't know what to think about, Mark. I don't know. We'll see. Were you always a Redskins fan? No, I was a Giants fan. Oh. I was with you. I didn't know that. Because my dad was a Giants fan. I was a big fan of Rodney Hampton and, and all oh, those guys. My brother had a Rodney Hampton bear yes. he used to carry around with yes. him. Yes. And then when they won the championship, I was a kid and I was a fan. And then I got, as I got older, I was like... Why am I? I'm doing it because my dad. I was like, yeah. I'm from DC. Like, I'm gonna rap my team, so I, I became a Redskins fan. Been one since. Is then. your dad still a Giants fan? Yeah, he still is. My mom's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So oh. it's, a, it's a weird house. What a combo! I don't know. Oh my! It's well, a weird it's, house. that's a fun house. It's a weird ass house. No, I love it. Well, your your dad owned a barber shop growing up. What are you getting? Sh- are you? Do you work for Robert Mueller? I work. For, you right? You working for the? Uh... I'm an Alexa. I just follow you around. <laughs> How do you put that I download here? information. You, work, you, you working for the special counsel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's um, <laughs> my dad owned a barber shop in DC, Tacoma Park, actually in Maryland, and uh, that's I grew up in it, and that's kind of what sparked comedy for me because just seeing these characters and people walking every day and watching as a kid, really young, watching the OJ, uh, uh, fucking white Bronco when I was really really young, and just the conversations we had just kind of sparked everything kind of what I do is it gets your mind going you gotta be quick young as a young age yeah I was subject to many conversations I was probably too young to be privy to (laughs) just picture you (laughs) (laughs) you're like what about the glove (laughs) I was really young do you remember watching that I remember watching that Chase I remember being really really like a kid like what's what's that on TV yeah Yeah. like not knowing what it meant but everyone around me was just like on it yeah, that was yeah. crazy exactly god well yeah, he helped so. your comedy in some I, small I, I, way I, I always blame that I guess people ask me I, say, I guess that was what was I guess hard. OJ helped kind yeah. of I don't know yeah. um, do you have any advice and we'll get we'll get back to you any advice for girls that are going 
to watch football or watch a sporting event that don't know that much about sports? What do we just lean into not knowing that much or do you what's a good line to throw out there? I think with a bunch of guys or just with girls in general by themselves. Or? With a bunch of if you're out with a bunch of guys and you're kinda like a little nervous and you know Well, I, I think the worst thing you could do um is try to act like you know a bunch about sports because let's be honest it's, it's very few places where men can openly be sexist, and watching football is one of them. <laughs> so I wouldn't even try to be, you know. I I tell bro, say, hey, listen, you don't know, you don't want to watch the game, you want to contribute, just bring the bring the snacks, bring the snacks. You know what I'm saying? When I'm listen, when I'm with a girl and we're watching, uh, I don't know, Handmaiden's Tale, I don't sit there. I my girls get mad at me for asking so many questions. I want to know what's going on too. So. Wait, so we can ask questions then, right? Or well, is that annoying I learned to you? that when I ask questions about Handmaiden's Tale when I'm watching it with a young lady, she's irritated. So I was like, okay. She's like, well, that's what, how you guys must feel about whatever. So just be quiet, play your position. Oh, I like that. You know so, like, pretend you're watching Riverdale when you're watching a whatever, sports game. I don't know what the girls' show is. What are girls, what are girls the girls' show? into? I feel like we're branching out a lot. I yeah. know a lot of. I know girls like Insecure. Insecure is so good. That's a, girl, that's a show. Like, I, I'm not allowed to talk. If I'm with a girl, I'm not even allowed to speak. That's amazing. When that show's on. I so love it. I play my position. Why aren't you on that show? You know, it's funny. Every comic in Hollywood's been on the show. <laughs> Some of me. I don't know. I guess I'm going to start campaigning for that. I didn't get, the, campaigning I didn't get that. the audition. I don't know. It's I a think great show, It's such a good show. A good um, show. I feel like people are watching Mrs. Meisel. That's a, that's just a good show for anybody. Just in general. But then we're comics. I don't know. Yeah. People outside of comics watch Is it like Inside Baseball? No, I feel like my parents watch it. Okay. Which means like, you know, kind of... It's a it's a, it's it's great historically is why I like it yeah. and the comedy's actually good it's not like so well. this bad comedy for a TV show it's a it's good stand up have you watched bumping mics yet no no I've seen it no. I no. watched a lot of Netflix I know right oh yeah it's oh, tough that's why I didn't watch the Good Doctor last night I was in class I didn't watch it either so. sorry I don't care I don't it'll care. happen guys watch care. the Good Doctor it's on ABC it's on ABC do Every, it do actually it's on winter it. it's on winter break so we'll be back to January you'll be back soon have, okay <laughs> so I was gonna ask you about the Kaminsky method not yeah. gonna do it not you probably it. I haven't seen it you have not Michael Douglas is in it though right oh yeah I know what's on but you know what's out there yeah I got I got I got the Instagram and the Twitter (laughs) I know what the kids are doing these days all right when you were a kid yeah okay you're back in DC how did you not end up on like Capitol Hill like what what sparked all this um well I don't have I flip I've slept with way too many women to uh not to get trace (laughs) not to get trace back proud of you trace back to me um, I never had an interest for that stuff. I don't know. Did your twin brother? No, he's in the, he, he he's in the real estate. He writes music in Atlanta. Uh, we never. I never had an interest for politics like that. I guess um, it was a job. I never want. I know. I, I never wanted a job. That's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't know I wanted to do comedy. I didn't know if I wanted to write. I just know I didn't want a regular job. Did your parents say like do what you love? Did they encourage no, that, or would they like all. get a job? Not at all. My mother was a job. She was a nine to five or sorry eight to seven or <laughs> two three jobs work on the weekend. She was a job person. Yeah. My dad uh, was a fireman for the first part, but he was always he would work four be off three, so it was never really a job for him too. And yeah. I learned that from him. He seemed like he wasn't really working, so I had to figure out how can I just not have a job. And I guess comedy kind of fit into that were you like a musical theater kid no i wasn't no no, no. i, mean, I, was not that I just got excited you didn't do plays in high school did, i did plays in high school and college okay yeah. well that's kind of or really it was just, a musical theater it was straight plays it was straight play it was straight whatever was going on you know every 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 black school does uh <laughs> does uh raising in the sun <laughs> again <laughs> <laughs> You gonna uh, you gonna audition for Walter Younger, Raising the Sun, for the fifth fifth time this year. 
Come on audition. So you sound like Martin. <laughs> so we did that. We did we did theater and I did theater. I, I got a theater in college. I did that for four years and then uh, Who was your biggest influence when you were younger? In theater? Either theater or T V, anything. Like what were you watching as a kid? Oh man, who was comedy? Um I don't know. You know what's funny? Uh Jack Tripper, man, he was Three's company, he was the shit. Jack really? Tripp, he was that guy, man. He had the physical, he had the face expressions. <laughs> when I was, I was like five, and the reruns would come on Nick at night. Yeah, and Jack Tripp was the funniest motherfucker alive. <laughs> what? That's funny because I feel like that's your style, like your facial expressions yeah. and your physical comedy really come into play with your acting now. Three, yeah, three's, three's, yeah, three's, three's company, man. Talk the way he would talk to Janet. He was smooth. You know, he was he played gay, but he wasn't gay. Yeah. Man, that show broke a lot of boundaries, man. So I was I was a big fan of that. Carol O'Connor from uh, All in the Family was great. Um, Look at you. I used to watch that back in the day. And, of course, I'm from D.C., so Martin was everything. Martin. Yeah, I used yeah. to watch that. Gina? Yeah, she was yeah. I feel like I got a little sass from her. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every show's been trying to copy. Every uh, comic I know has been trying to copy that kind of element of a show since it hasn't happened. It has, so, magic hasn't happened like know, that. Like no, that. it's yeah. true. Have you watched, is it Little Rel? I was I actually went to Rail's uh, taping last Thursday. Oh, okay. I was at the rap party for it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, why isn't Rail on this? <laughs> Another yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. How was the taping? Uh, it was great. It was great. Um, uh, it was fun. Rail's hilarious. I've known Rail for years. And when I first started, he I felt like he's one of the funniest guys in the, in the country. When he got his show, every comic was like, yeah, he should have yeah. been had it. He's super funny. Yeah. yeah. It kind of yeah. felt like he blew up yeah. after Get Out. Yeah, he was, but he was already seen as like the funniest guy in the city. In the scene, yeah. Like from from when I was doing comedy in the road, Lil Rel was the guy. Okay. And then uh, when he got get out, great, and then boom. Did people confuse you for like each uh, other? You know, it's funny. We're rep by the same management, Three Arts. Uh-huh. I shouldn't even say that. that sounds that sounds pretentious. Um, so why own it? That's so that's your jam. That's I'll, what. I'll get his call sometimes. Like, yeah, we're gonna have you. Uh, the fight's gonna be there at five or a.m. to take you to. To Toronto for the shoot, blah, 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 blah. Kyrie Irving's going to be there, and it's going to be Shaq, and it's going to be, I'm like, yeah, this this is real bad. This ain't the same. They go, oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so but that's all good. You, before you moved to L.A., though, weren't you working, um, you were writing. I was a writer, yes. You were a writer, and I that's how you got started. Yeah, I was so, a writer, yeah. So you went to University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And you were writing, were you doing your own radio show there? I had a radio show, and I was writing for, like, hip-hop magazine. That was my goal, to be, like, a, a hip-hop journalist. I wanted to be, like, a Hadari Choker. I don't even know who he is. Or, like, a Sway from Sway. Sway. And I wanted well, to be, didn't you work with Sway? Yeah, I worked. I was his intern at MTV years ago. And uh, I wanted to be a, a hip-hop journalist writer, but I was I had a radio show talking about hip-hop all day. Pretty much playing Jay-Z records every freaking two seconds. And, um... But I was doing theater in school, so I would do theater and, and, at school and do journalism in school, and I would do radio at night. And I was how did you life. balance everything? I feel like a lot of people have a hard time balancing. How do you life not balance? Right it was like you know, colleges. You get up at twelve, you go, you go, you've done at five. So the radio was we, the show was called From Dusk to Dawn, uh, twelve a.m. to two a.m. We had the late, late, late shift. I did that for like three years. Uh, Peter Rosenberg, who's on Hot ninety seven now, oh. Ebro in the morning. He was my my radio partner. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, but he was like 40, still doing radio in college. <laughs> and uh, I did radio at night. And he in the a day. Super senior. Yeah, in the day, I took sociology, crim justice classes, and did theater, and then uh, radio at night. And that was my life pretty much for four years. Wow. Three years, yeah. And did you go to New York first, or were you in LA? I got an internship at MTV when I worked with Sway. I went to New York for a while. 
And then uh, Do you have I, any cool MTV stories? <sighs> this is gonna mess you up. You, you about to be jealous. So uh, one of Jay Z's albums was coming out, and he was at the forty forty premiering it, and um, they had sent me as an intern to go cover it, or whatever. So anyway, um, all these celebrities are there, and all these Beyonces there, and all this stuff, and I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid. I'm like a, I think I'm eighteen, maybe seventeen, eighteen, and so I'm there. And uh, there's a guy named Pain in the Ass who used to do, okay, 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 big baby. He would be like the intro for all Jay-Z's albums. Okay. And uh, he was there. Pain in the Ass? Pain in the Ass was his name. He's like a comedian, but he would do like the, the, the Pacino voices. Okay, okay, okay. You want a you big, 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 you know, he was always the voices. So as a fan, I knew who he was who did yeah. the interludes. The regular Jay-Z, a regular fan wouldn't have known that. So I saw him. I'm like, yo, Pain in the Ass, the album's coming out. So I treated him like he was. Jay-Z. One of the stars. Yeah. Nobody could get Jay-Z. But I was just so excited because I knew who he was. So he starts telling me information about the album. It's this many tracks, who's on it, blah, blah, blah. And nobody else could get any... You couldn't get Jay-Z to stop and talk to you. So I got, as an intern, I got an exclusive on Jay-Z's album. And I got to write it up and put it on the MTV News website. This is what MTV was the shit, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the TRL years. Yeah, yeah. Come and on. Put, <laughs> and put it on the website. And then all this... We got hella traffic, and then like I became like I was that hot intern because I had exclusive <laughs> Jay Z because of my knowledge of Hove, and so it was it was a big day for me. And I and I met Jay Z. He walked past after that, and I just froze like I was just stuck because it's Hove, the guy I idolized early on in my life. I saw, I met. So um, do you remember the first time like you heard a Jay Z song? I do. I was in uh, I forget what grade I was in, and my buddy passed me. Uh, an old reasonable doubt tape. No, uh, in my lifetime tape, his second album, mm-hmm. and he Jay Z had already been out. But I was such a Biggie fan, and he had died. I was like, hip hop's whack. And um, <laughs> so the album had came out before, and he gave me the tape. And the first Jay Z record I heard was "Who You With." I love bitches, shy bitches. You know, um, I was like, this guy's dope. And then um, he said, "Yo," you th-? so I listened to the album. I said, "Oh my god, this guy's just as good as Biggie." Mm-hmm. And my boy, he's from New York. He was he was there. He was like, "Yo, you haven't even heard the first album." I said, "What's the first album?" He said, "It's a thing called Reasonable Doubt." This motherfucker gave me the Reasonable Doubt tape like it was a crack deal. He slid <laughs> it under the desk and shit. And I went home and I, I broke that tape, listened to it, and then I was stuck forever. That was it. That was it. Yeah. It's so funny because when I'm having like a bad day. Or kind of forget my roots for a minute. Yeah. You know? It's tough in L.A. sometimes. Yeah. You're grinding and you get knocked down by just traffic. Yeah. and yeah, yeah. And rejection. Pe- rejection and people. And I don't know. Like, my confidence was knocked a little bit, like, this uh, past week about something. Mm-hmm. And I all of a sudden, I still have, like, the Jay-Z, like, greatest hit CD yeah, in yeah, my yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't listened to it in a while, and I put public service announcement on. That shit just brings you up. It just brought me up. It, yeah. it completely changed my mood, and I was like, oh, I got this. It's <laughs> like, a powerful song. And yeah, I don't know. And it, it just it has so many good times it reminds yeah. me of and, like, whatever. And I, a comedian friend of ours had texted me today, and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm just kind of feeling down, like, yeah. under a black cloud. And I was like, like try this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that crack Drug deal. deal. <laughs> I'm just you know what's funny? When I, when, I, when I moved to L.A., I didn't have anything. I had like I paid for my first month of rent. And I had my bags, and I couldn't bring all my CDs and shit. So I just made like a super Jay Z tape, right? Of like seventeen Jay Z records. That's all I had the first year. Yeah. I came to LA. Which was record. I don't know what I do with that tape. I wish I still had it though. I feel but, like we can make you a new one if you can't find you know, it. <laughs> I gotta figure it out. So You're we, like now it's easier to get stuff, but I remember that. That's all I had. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so easy to get stuff now. So I want to know. Everyone likes to hear the story of like you were struggling or were you struggling? Because I feel like. <laughs> Since I've met you, I met Rel doing, you were hosting Chocolate Sundays. 
Okay. When I was working at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Yeah. And you were always so nice yeah. to me and to all the waitresses. And, like, even a few years after, before I started doing comedy, I feel like I would always go up and, like, reintroduce myself to okay. you. Okay. And you're like, no, I know who you are. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at, like, what point did you start getting those shows and starting to really, like, get momentum? Um, uh, everybody's different. Um, I got passed into improv at my third year. Um, remember Angelo Bowers? Yeah. Me and Ange got passed the same day. And um Um and I got and I got Chocolate Sundays, I think my fourth year. And once I started hosting Chocolate Sundays, you know, you're there every week, the waitresses know you, they like you, they like you, they tell Jamie about you, and then I started getting more spots in uh in, in the life factory. So I think about my fourth year my fourth year, I started performing a lot around the town. I was able to get up pretty often around my third, fourth year. That's you know, good. not like you know, you start off like once a week, maybe get two shows a week. That's dope. My fourth year, I was able to pretty much get up a lot. I think whenever I wanted. Were you supporting yourself on your comedy then? Uh, no, hell no, no. I did. I I've, I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car. I um I got fired from Gordon Beerish. I got fired from Cheesecake Factory. I got fired from Enterprise. I did uh telemarketing. Um, I did a lot of shit. I did. I wasn't able to take care of myself financially to my sixth year. Yeah. Like my sixth year, I was able like, I, all I had to do was comedy. So it took about five or six years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like people don't realize all the side jobs and the side yeah, hustles. Yeah, a lot of side hustles. And even if you like book, you know, a guest star or something. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe your rent yeah. for a month. And then exactly. it's like. <laughs> it took, it took, it took some time and I've, I've had roommates forever and I've lived with four people, six people, seven. I've always done that. I never had a problem with that. Okay. So it, it was it was some it was some tough it was some tough years, man. So. Now you're really good at roasting. Yeah. Have you always? Because I feel like you're a natural. Mm-hmm. Have you always been good at roasting people? That's how you discover you're funny. Where I'm from. Really? Yeah. You you you, you roast you. That's DC. That's all we do. I mean, it's every every urban city, but that's how you discover when you become when you get a name for oh yo relevant roast you. When you become feared for that, <laughs> when people don't even want to talk to you because they know you're gonna get in their ass. So. <laughs> That's that. That's like that's the first. That's how I first got any kind of rep, comedically. In the if that matters, where I come from, that was like a big deal. You could roast. You could pencil fight. You could play ball. And you could roast. And I was a roaster. I love that. So and that and then that kind of just transferred everything else. Okay. Does it come naturally to you, or is there a certain art to like roasting someone? Like, what do you go for first? Well, you have you have. Well, in DC, we call it Jonah. Jonin. Jonin. We Jonin. Jonin is when you look at your shoes, that's like simple. Your hair got your, you know, roasting is, you know, commie central roasting, you yeah. know, set up punchline. Um, Jonin is, is kind of the only talent I probably really have. <laughs> but uh, roasting is something that is, is more writing. So mm-hmm. if you're a good writer, you can roast pretty much. Totally. So. Do you have someone that you haven't gotten to roast that you'd love to no, roast? I don't really gotta roast nobody no more. No, you're I good. I'm good. I'm good. If I ever did it again, it had to be like whoever the best roaster in the world is. I want. I want the top top guy. Who do you think the best roaster is? You know, he's dead. Greg Giraldo. Greg Giraldo. Greg Giraldo. I think was the best roaster I've ever seen. Okay. And so he's the he like he's the best guy. Bill Burr is pretty fucking good. Patrice. Oh. But the, you know, but Bird isn't roast anymore, and Patrice is gone, and so the guys I would love to roast are gone. So, think it matter. So, how did you? Okay, you did roast paddle, and I remember going when you mm-hmm. were first starting. Simbari was hosting the open mics, like, yeah. and you just started closing that out. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you turned, and I love your story of how just you turned this show. It just kept getting heat. Mm-hmm. When did you know it was an actual like thing? The f- probably the second day we did it. Really, because that the, fast? The first, yeah, the first time we did it, it was just I would just I would just come to Steph had the open mic. I would just come and I would close it, do, do set, nothing. And then when the roast thing started happening, she gave it to Brian Moses, and then um, he was hosting, and then I would come and close it, and then the. the Kenny and uh, I forget the other kid, but they started fighting, and then they wanted to fight each other. We said, "You guys should just roast," and I just roasted them, uh-huh. and that was the thing. They would say something, and I would just shit on them. They would say something, I would shit on them, and that was a fun open mic thing that ten people were at, right? Yeah. Next week it was forty people who came to see that. They were like, "Yo, do that, do that thing you guys did at the end again." I go, "What? What you mean? When the two people roast and you roast them?" I was like, "What? <laughs> that was, huh? We just fucking around." Next week. 70 people came it just grew and grew and then uh it became the rail battle battle and then i think about the third or fourth i go we gotta like we gotta organize this and structure it yeah and then um uh then we started putting together and fucking up and getting it right and changing this and adding this and slowly um it moved and i you know by the fourth month we had a deal we had a we had a deal that's so cool. About the fourth month, we had a situation going on. Yeah. And uh, it was so fast, man. It literally, it, it was the, it was just like, it just moved. I can't, I, I, it's hard to explain. It just happened. People supported. Celebrities just started coming and it was there. You know I think I mean? that's usually how a show is created. There's yeah. just heat under it and it happens very quickly. It's just heat. Celebrities, we, we didn't have to ask people. We start having Chappelle coming every other week. Hannibal Burris was big about it early on. He would come, um, uh, Sarah would be there. Jeff, of course. Russell Simmons would be there. It just became it became the thing to do on Tuesday night. I cannot explain well, it. Well, I used to host an open mic, Rock Paper. Yeah. And I started to, like, more and more of the comics would come and work out their material yeah. there. Like, Jamar would always be there right before mm-hmm. going to you. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, I better start going to this thing. Yeah, and that's be- how I found out about it. Became it. A, it became a comedy genre. It became, yeah. it, roasting, roast battling became a specific genre. And then, what we didn't know, which we underestimate, which I still regret to this day, we weren't organized enough to really capture. We could be all we could all be millionaires right now off this show. Yeah. We could all be pretty wealthy because what we didn't know is that it grew in the because people come in the comedy store all the time. They go to different cities when they leave and they created roast battle. Yeah. So by, so I ended up going to New York to start a roast battle. When I went left for New York, I knew uh, I personally knew of seventeen other roast battles in the country. That's insane. Just people who had came, saw ours, went to their city and created one. So would you have just copyrighted everything from we the copyrighted, beginning? We copyrighted it and we had our lawyers involved and everything, but you really can't. It's, it's, you're not going to gain anything trying to go sue. You're going to pay more money to, to, for a lawyer to sue some town in uh, El Paso who's doing roast battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? They probably make about 200 bucks at the door. You're going to sue for 200 bucks in some small town. Like, it's not... It really wasn't worth it. And it was like, you know what? Let's just give this to the world of comedy. Yeah. This, this is our gift to them. And they've given us so much. You know what I mean? What a kind person so, you are. Jesus. What's she gonna do? Um, I want to know, did Conan come before or after Roast Battle? Roast Battle? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Co- Roast Battle was four years ago. Conan, yeah. Conan was this year. Conan, Conan, oh, yeah. Conan, Conan was, was this year. Conan was June. I, I remember June, it, it was posted on my birthday, June 14th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Mm, oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a <laughs> yeah, Conan, Conan was June. It was, it was, it was I great. I loved your um, gentrification yoga studio joke. Yeah, yeah, fun. Can you tell the meatballs what that joke it is? Just, it's uh, annoying to uh, say it on what air, is it? but do I, it. I don't even remember. Uh, gentrification, just... Uh, 
Like between a crack house and a oh, coke. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I wonder how, what the, fir- what the first gentrified, what were they thinking when they saw it, when they went to a neighborhood? Um, you know what would go nice between this abandoned building, this crack house? A yoga studio. That was kind of the bit. <laughs> I love that. Damn, I forgot that shit already. <laughs> and then yeah. the can't Black Lives Matter at brunch, how all the rallies are too yeah, early. Yeah, it was, it, was it was, I was getting called to do too many protests. I was like, <laughs> eight and seven in the morning, can't. Can Black Lives Matter at brunch? And that became a bit. Yeah, I did all that, huh? I, I know. Like, Look I, at you. I forgot about that shit. Well, you're busy. Whatever. You can't, can't do jokes no more, so I forgot about them. Exactly. That's a, So once, okay, a lot of people want to know listening, because mm-hmm. there are comics that listen. Yeah. Once you do your late night jokes, that's it? They're it's scrapped? Called, it's, called, you call, it's called burning the material. Yeah. So once you kind of do it, you, it's kind of like, if people saw the show, it's like, we, we seen that shit, son. <laughs> we ain't got no more motherfucking new material, though. <laughs> So once you do it on TV, it's kind of burned. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to move on and do something else. That's true. So that's why I don't do, I don't get comics who do hella specials. It's like, I'm not. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not this crazy goop who has 40 hours. I'm, I have no desire to be like Louis or Burr and have an hour every year. Like, I'm good. Like I'm, You're good? I got no desire to do that shit. Okay. I like having moments and I don't look at, I'm not saying they do. I don't look at comedy as just this, uh, this, uh, this fucking sausage factory, which is. Mm-hmm. Coming out every year, it's like nah. You you sit on it, let it simmer, and you put it out when it's ready. You well, I mean? you're truthful, and you kind of do what speaks to you, and it's yeah. not just like a joke factory. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care to have forty specials. And you have like an outside life, which I really respect about you. Oh yeah, right. Oh, we get it in. Because <laughs> you know what? Because my life, the first, I want to say eight to nine years of comedy was all comedy. I was an open mic king, and then people yeah. they remember that was my old nickname. I was at. Every open mic, art room, the urban room. I was, I was in the hood. I was in the, the comedy club. I did every room possible. That was all I did every single day, every single day, every single day. And um, I didn't have a life. And so once I got to a place where I could sit back and chill and I know how to write now. I don't have to be up every open mic. You learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, I got a life. I travel. I go out. I, I take trips. I, I, you know, I party. I'm in the spots, you know. It makes me happy when I see you out. Yeah, I know. I know. I see you so so few so few times. I well, I feel like I don't really go out that much either. Yeah. Just because I I have a lot on the plate and I'm working on stuff yeah. and I getting in a relationship kind of also like yeah. you gotta prioritize time. Relationship and, is good for comedy. Though. I really believe that. Now. You do? Oh, I really? Did at first, I do now. I want to know why. For men, I don't know about women. Okay. You guys aren't like super chasing, but get, male comics are chasing constantly. Mm-hmm. So when you have something at home to knock down, yeah. When you got something at home, you ain't got to be out there all night. That's so, true. So I, so you come home to what you got, and then you ain't, you know, because the comics will perform, and you'll be out till four trying to get something. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I'd rather, I'd rather have. I don't have an issue right now, but I'd rather have something simple. Just Every, meatballs, relish, single. You can DM me. Here we go. There you go. There we go. You know what? I can't wait to get home to after I do a comedy show. Uh, my FabFit phone box. Uh, which, by the way, Raul would be an amazing present for any girl you started to date in the near future. They would love you forever. Uh, yeah, there's so much self-care stuff in this box. I, I love it. There's body whipped creams. There's a Moroccan Gold Series treatment hair mask. There's a Jade Stone Roller. It's the Sherry Matthews Acupuncture Jade Stone Roller. I recommend putting it in the fridge, and it's so refreshing, especially... 
when I come home from teaching or just I've been really getting into boxing lately, a, a tough workout. You take it out of your fridge and you just roll that puppy all over your face. It's so soothing and relaxing and you can wrap yourself in the Mark and Graham color block throw, which comes in the box. Um, I also had a cool thing happen. I didn't, I, I didn't realize how much I was using everything in the FabFitFun box. Until this weekend, I was shooting a bunch of the online videos for um, Plano Jam. And before it, I opened up the black hydrogel eye masks with hyaluronic acid. I think that's a really important part because they detox and they depuff everything that's going on under your eye. And it's activated charcoal. It's awesome. So I put them on before the shoot. And then I had to do my makeup because there was no makeup artist, which was fine because I just whipped out my pure... Be Your Selfie palette, my favorite color is Confident because A, Confident, duh, and B, it's a really pretty color. And then over all the eyeshadows, I use the highlighter, the Thrive Cosmetic Brilliant Eye Brightener in Stella. And I like to put it in the like inner corners of my eyes and on the tip of my nose because I just think it makes everything pop. Um, but yeah, it basically saved my day. It saved my morning and it was so convenient having all this stuff. I didn't have to run out to like a makeup store and just go all over the mall trying to find all the different things I liked because it was all just in my house in the box and then when I came home it was so soothing I just wrapped myself up in the color block throw Mark and Graham blanket and used the jade roller and I had to go out that night didn't feel like showering so guess what the Aribe gold lust dry shampoo is in the box I've been buying it since before I got the box, but now it's it's like Christmas every morning because it's in there and I love it and it just spruces up your hair. So I definitely I definitely recognized how convenient it is actually getting this box every month because you forget you need all these things and you're also introduced to really really cool brands and stuff that maybe you would never pick up or use or find out. So I love it. I think you meatballs are going to love it. If you don't know what a FabFitFun box is, it's a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full size. That's a big deal. Full size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. Again, every box is guaranteed to have at least $200 in retail value. So it's $49.99 for at least $200 in retail value. I feel like the box I just got was like over $300 in retail value. Um, Best thing about it, it's the holiday season. We have a lot of holidays coming up. It's a great gift for yourself. You know, sometimes you don't always get what you want. So get it for yourself or a loved one. I, I know... I've had, I actually have the Empty Nesters, pod, Empty New Nest podcast girls coming on and one of them, her daughter just went off to college and I suggested that as a great gift. It's so exciting to just get a FabFitFun box when you're just, you know, in layers and layers and layers upon layers of homework and it's just, it's great. Um, it's a awesome care package and I love it so much. I think you guys will too. I know you will too. It's no sample sizes of anything. And again, you can discover all these new brands and you feel really special when you get it. And you just open your front door and it's sitting there. It's just makes you feel good. Again, self-care. It's great. So sign up today for FabFitFun. The boxes are awesome and they always sell out. So if you're going to buy one, which you should, use my code WYJ. That's capital W-Y-J. How easy is that, right? I made it easy for you. W-Y-J. And you get $10 
off your first box. Just go to fabfitfun.com, sign up, start getting the box for a life well lived. Use the promo code WYJ, $10 off. It's awesome. I recommend it. That's over $200 worth of stuff for only $39.99. So again, WYJ, you get $10 off. Enjoy your FabFitFun box. And now we're going to find out what Rel's type is, ladies. Do you have a type? No, I don't. No? I don't. Do you want to get married? Of course. I love to get married. You want little babies? Two little girls. Two, I'm good. Look at you. I'm good. Two Have you been to a psychic? Has someone told you that's somebody, what you're having? Somebody. Well, my ex, ex, she, <laughs> her psychic said, well, what are we going to have? And then we ain't together no more. So clearly that didn't work. So, you know what I'm saying? Hope you get your money back on so, that one. I know, right? I want to know, do you talk about relationships and girls in your set? Um, Yes and no. It depends on where I'm at. I don't really do it too much. Because uh, I know it's very common for guys to do that. Yeah. So I stay away from it as much as I can. But uh, if I'm doing like an hour, I'll go there. Yeah. You got to talk about fucking. You do. You got to talk it's about so fucking. It's so relatable. You got to talk about fucking. Just awkward shit that happens it's, when you're fucking. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the core most important thing. in con- Family and fucking mm-hmm. are two core elements that are never going to be hacked. That are never going to be old. Because there's always different ways to kind of talk about it. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Every family's different and everybody fucks different. I want to know um, how you stay so... I feel like every time I see you, you're just so positive and you have this quiet confidence about you. Well, it's not so quiet all the time. I don't know who... Terrell battle? What? <laughs> Terrell really wants to eat his meatballs, guys. No, I'm good. Uh, how I stay... Yeah, well, how you stay so positive. Because honestly, when you think about it, we have the greatest job in the world. I tell jokes for a fucking living. Mm-hmm. My entire family goes to a desk job. A lot of them hate it. Um, work their ass off to get whatever money they're going to get. They do. It's all wonderful work. But I tell jokes and I fly to Vancouver and do TV shows. Like I, this is a stupid fucking gig yeah. that most people fail at. Mm-hmm. And for me to have the opportunity to be one of those few people, because it's not like I'm special. Like, Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people come to LA and don't get shit. So for me to be in a position where I'm actually working pretty consistently, I, I every day I realize how fucking lucky I am. And at the same time, I remember how hard it was to get here. You know what I'm saying? I remember those dirty, nasty, sweaty nights in a, a bedroom that's $500 a month that I can't afford and I still got a roommate. I remember that on Western and Melrose. Oof. Mexican hoods who every day, yo, who the fuck are you, bro? I remember that shit. So... It makes me appreciate what it is now. You know How did saying? you get through that, though? Because I feel like even I, during that. I was dumb. I didn't know no better. When yeah. you're young and you're in your early 20s and you just want to be a comedian, you don't give a fuck. It's like high school. Like, whatever. I'm going to these hoods and I've been to a hood before. It's just Mexican hoods. You don't think about it. Yeah. Now, cause like, now I'm, as an older, I'm like, I'd never be like, live like that. But at the time, the only thing mattered, honestly, the only thing mattered was 5 o'clock uh, for the haha open mic and on and uh, four o'clock Sunday for the comedy store open mic. That's the only thing I cared about. Every day, I remember every single day, my clock waiting for my alarm to go off at four o'clock. So I gotta walk to the comedy store and sign up for the open mic, and do three minutes. So that's all that really motivated. And your friends were in the shit with you too. We were all poor. Yeah. So it's easy to deal with it when uh, Jamar is coming from Compton on the bus mm-hmm. and Gerard's living with Lisa on her couch mm-hmm. and uh, Yasser can't get over here because he don't have a car. 
and this guy's on the mobile. It's like when all your friends and your crew are all broken, poor together, yeah. and all you got is jokes. You don't think about it. Now we're all like, now you can't get Yasser to go past South for the South for the. Uh, you guys don't know Yasser, but he's a comedian. You can't get Yasser to go to a restaurant some outside of Hollywood. You kidding me? You fucking kidding me? So, well, you've earned that right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crossing the 405. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of, I always remember those days. I do. Yeah. Did you ever, I feel like you just went in there and you were so confident though with your jokes and your material. Like, were you ever nervous to get up? Um, I don't, I don't think I was ever really nervous. I'm sure I was, but I don't remember being nervous because I, like I said, I came from theater. Yeah. So I was used to being on stage. Yeah. Performing some sort. You have a very good presence. Yeah, I was, oh, I hope so. I want to hear about your sitcom life, and then we have a few rapid-fire questions, and then I'll let you go. Oh, of course. So no, go ahead. I want to know, like, that stage presence, how did you, you know, you booked Superior Donuts. How mm-hmm. did you channel that? Because it's a different art. Uh, like I said, they hire you for who you are. Whatever you did in the room, they want. And honestly, um, the character was, like, I can't act like I've, I pulled a Daniel Day Lewis. The character was a fun-loving, happy guy. Yeah. Loyal dude. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty much that. I'm not super extra, but... Just turn it up a little bit. It wasn't like I had to create. We're gonna have you play a transgendered uh, female. It from, wasn't the crying from Bolivia. game. No, it wasn't the crying game. So it was a fun dude from a, from the, from the hood. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying. So it wasn't. Um, I just kind of went in the room and I just, I, you know, I had the audition was two lines and I was like, I'm not. I gotta, you know, we're gonna do something here. So I pretty much performed the first three minutes when you're saying hello to everybody I just did a set pretty much yeah in a in a casual way I made them laugh before I even started my lines that way when we did the two lines it's like oh we like this guy they like wanted you already yeah. like this is some advice I don't know if it's gonna work with people it works for me um, people don't always hire who's best for the role they hire who they can work with for the next five years because mm-hmm. the show is a five if you get you know if it continues to go it's five years or a movie who, who can I deal with for the next six months the Marlon Brando days are over. People don't care how talented you are if you're an asshole. No. So they hire, if you, you get the lines well and you're likable enough, well, so I can work with this guy for the next six months, you have a better chance of, of, of getting those roles. It works for me. And I think that translates also, even if you have a nine to five. Yeah. Like, you all have to be together for a while. Yeah. You it, know? Every every time I can get the cast and director to laugh in the audition before we even start, I usually get those. Oh, look at you. So... Pearls of that's wisdom. My, that's my goal. That's what I do. Yeah. I shouldn't be giving you all of my damn secrets. <laughs> well, it's because you love me and think yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, that's true. Um, I want to know, were there any cool stories from set? From Donuts? Yeah. Uh, were there any cool stories from set from Donuts? Um, Was Katie Seagal cool? Katie's the shit. She's truly the shit. Um, we, we all had a great time. We all get along. We still we still have a we have a group text. We all talk text Aww, each other still to this day. Um. Me and Jermaine would just fuck with Diane Guerrero every day. Um, did anyone date her? She's so hot. Any of the, any of the cast members? Yeah. Dated? No, no, no. Nobody dated Diane. No. Uh, we all just we all had a good time, man. Miles, is, it's just a, it's five comics. Like it's four comics. Like, Are you guys just, still touring together? Or no, no, that... we did. That was for season two. We promoted season two to tour last when last last fall. That was done. But um, you know, you got Keckner, you got Miles, me, Jermaine. It was just fun every single day. That's we, awesome. It was no no complaints. We all had a good time. So so what's next for you? Uh, what do you want to do? What I want to do, well, I'm writing something right now for TV. Can't say what it is technically. Cause I'm, I hate, I hate saying it and then like that shit ain't gonna happen no more. We, they canceled you. No. Uh, I'm writing a television thing. Uh, I shot a pilot 
I went to the, was it the premiere of the pilot thing? Which one? It was at the Comedy Central stage. You went? To, you went? I was there. I met your brother there. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I don't, I was so, it was so much going on in my yeah. head that day. I don't remember anything. It was hilarious. I hope so. Yeah, we shot that for uh, for Comedy Central. We tried to make that work. And then, Was uh, there a whole like scoop diddy scoop? Scoop diddy poop poop. Yeah, <laughs> there was a whole segment on that yeah. that I still dream yeah. about. We it had was fun time. That was very time. funny. So we got, I got like two or three projects and I'm, I'm helping develop two other comics. I'm also trying to, I'm producing their projects, helping to develop that. That's so cool. So I'm just trying to, you know, keep getting some W's, stack up my W's. Yeah. And looking for a wife yeah. along the way. Again, DM me meatballs. Slow down. Slow down. Okay, fine. Fine. Slow down. Whatever. A date. Who cares? You're not looking. It'll find you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Rapid fire questions. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you like meatballs or bolognese meat sauce? I would go bolognese. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, you can over, chop those up. angel hair, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, um, favorite sport played as a kid? Basketball. Basketball. Mm. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey or the Kardashians? Ooh, Kardashians, definitely. Oh, Kim's, hey now. Kim's in my top five. I'm not a hater. I'm not a, is she? Yes. And any guy that says she's not is a damn liar. I know. She looks so freaking good. I can't. Yeah. Right? Sure. What do you feel about Kristen and Chloe? I don't care. You don't care. I don't care either. It's kind of annoying I like Kendall, me. though. Kendall's popping. You like him. Okay. Um, I want to know what makes you cry more, the movie Rudy or um, The Blind Side? Neither. Neither. Armageddon, the scene when when Bruce Willis tricks Ben Affleck to get back into the the machine after he drew the straw. And he said, this is my responsibility. Let me do this. And Bruce Willis says, you take care of my girl. Tears. (sighs) Scene. Don't want to miss a thing. That was the song that came on in the background. Aerosmith. Even when I dream of yeah. Yeah. Sweetest oh, thing I've ever known. God, I love it. Um, okay. And who do you like better, Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Gaga. Gaga. Gaga one of the most talented people to ever live. Yeah. Right? Have you seen A Star Is Born I did yet? see Star Is Born. She did great. She did really, she, did really good. she surprised me. She was great. All right. She heard, what's her, my favorite song is, so speechless, yeah, yeah, you bone gonna me. That song about her dad? Wait, uh, which one? She has a song called Speechless about her dad. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. So speechless, yeah, yeah. I feel like I should make you recite that now. It's a great song. So, okay, at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. we always have um, a guest do a Lady Gaga read. Oh, shit. Because she retweeted me, so now I feel like we're a best Lady friends. A Lady Gaga read? Yeah, oh, just just wait. Okay. Um, it's an interpretive read. Um, mm. I'm giving you an option, though, because it's Jay-Z's birthday. Okay. So I printed out Born This Way, Lady Gaga, or Public at, Service Announcement. You can look at it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you can do it. You could do like one line. You could do two lines. You could do the whole freaking song. I don't care. Whatever speaks so what, to you. What do I got to do? You just have to basically just recite it as yourself. Recite it as you're a real housewife from New Jersey. Recite it as if you were me. You just recite it. Allow me to. Can I go? Yeah, go. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Rail. Young H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you could call me CEO of the ROC. Ho, fresh out the fire with the fire. I be the music business number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. Got, got the, the hottest, hottest chicken in the, the game. game. Grab my chain, that's right. Ho, not DLC. But similar to them letters, no one could do it better. I check cheddar like a 
food inspector. <laughs> she told my, my homie Strick, told me, do finish your breakfast. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. Take it back to the jewels and the necklace. Fast forward the jewels. Certain Alexis. Let me introduce you dudes to protect this. Shoot that you actors like movie directors. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. This ain't a movie, dog. Boom, boom, boom. Now before I finish, boom. I just want to say one thing. Thing ain't lie. I done came through every dude, everything that's fly. I'm like Shake Guevara with bling on. I'm complex. Something, something have wings on. I get my by any means on. Whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out because that's when I brainstorm. And you could blame Sean, but I ain't invent the game. I just rolled the dice trying to invent some change. And you could what does it go? Uh, <laughs> I, I know most of it by heart. I, I can't know, remember. guys. I'm not gonna lie. He never looked at that paper once. <laughs> I can't think of the rest. <laughs> no, but I got it. That was so much fun. You Thank just you. made my day, Thank my you. year. Uh, so that's all the guests. I did no. No one's ever done public service announcement on here. Mm. I don't think. Mm-mm. Are you going? Are you going home for the holidays? No, I'm gonna be. In, I'm gonna be in LA. You gonna yeah, be in LA? Yeah, I gotta work. I gotta oh. be. I gotta oh well, work. that's good. That's a good thing. I'm hosting Comedy Juice for the month. I'm the first official. Resident Comedy Juice host. Oh, shit. Look at you. Yeah. Any dates where people can find you? Uh, I'm hosting Comedy Juice for a month. <laughs> Starting tomorrow. Uh, I got to go. Are I'm you a, in Hollywood Improv? Yes. I'm going to miss one week because I'm going to London next. I'm hosting Comedy Juice Wednesday for the rest of the month, every Wednesday. I host Chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory uh, every Sunday. Uh, I'm not hosted, but Comedy uh, Rose Battles every Tuesday. Um, you can go see that. I'm not, I won't be there, but you can go see that. And I'm going to be in London from December 10th to the 15th performing stand-up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so. Well, all those comedy clubs are in Hollywood, so you guys can check them out there. Yeah. I will be at the Comedy Store Laugh Lounge on Thursday, the uh, 6th, Ooh. 8 p.m. show. Ooh. It's a fun little lineup. Uh, so, yeah, you can check us out. Pip yourself out. Tell people where they can find you. I'm on everything. My social media is all real battle. Very simple. Very simple. And I'll post it all. You're you're a delight. Oh, stop it, Jack. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being here. Rel was so busy, so I appreciate you squeezing this in. Thank you for these cold-ass meatballs I'm going to eat after this. They're going to be so cold. I'm taking them home. You're welcome for dinner. Thank you so it's much. It's like I, I just took it. you on a date. I know, right? Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. And you're in your man's house. <laughs> I feel guilty. Oh, he gets meatballs later. <laughs> it's fine. He's so sick of meatballs after this podcast. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> He's like, no more. Tell your fucking guests to eat the goddamn food, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you so much i love you um also meatballs again thank you for your support please subscribe rate review and share with your friends um and also just in case you weren't paying attention at the top we want to thank our sponsor FabFitFun. again use my code wyj to get ten dollars off your first box at fabfitfun.com i love you thank you for listening bye just put your paws up because you were born this way baby My mama told me when